The Course of Life podcast is brought to you by Desert Fox Golf. Desert Fox Golf has been partners with us since the very beginning, and they're known for their phone caddy, towels, cigar holders, and everything that they make can have your logo on it. It's great for your club, for your corporate golf outing, or for your tournament that you're running. And if you know someone who's holding a golf event and they need the awesome swag that Desert Fox can get you for your players, they'll set you up with a $200 referral bonus if that client buys 100 or more products. Simply send us a direct message at COL Podcast with the event info and we'll get you in touch with the team at Desert Fox. They're super friendly, have great products, and we don't just say they're great, we use them ourselves out there on the golf course all the time. And it's one of my favorite accessories that I pull out of my bag every time I start around. Again, a $200 referral bonus. If you hook up the Desert Fox team with someone holding a golf event and they buy a hundred or more products, send us a direct message at COL podcast and check out everything Desert Fox has at desertfoxgolf.com. Orlando and the Interwebs, and welcome to the Course of Life podcast. We are proud to be presented by our friends at Desert Fox Golf and the Live Take app. I'm Michael, he's Alex, and Alex, we're here live on the show. Yes. Floor of the 2024 PGA Merchandise Show. The Super Bowl of golf business. We're here. We made it, it again. It is overwhelming. My third show, your first. It is. Um, you even did the demo day, which is something that we had not done in the three times that I've been here. Let's just start right there. What were your thoughts on the 360 range and just seeing the world of golf at demo day? I'm just glad that... Uh, it's far enough away that most golfers probably couldn't hit someone on the other side. But my concern with the 360 range is the shank. Just mm, going right yes. out and hitting someone over there that you're not expecting to hit there. <laughs> Knowing me, I would do that. Yeah. But I didn't take a lot of swings. But we did see a lot of different things out there from sunglasses that help you read the green. Yep, that was to cool. Uh, a, a manufacturer making something to get your hands nice and dry. You yep. took a swing Shout without out, a glove. Yep. I was um, fresh off the plane, and yep. my first swing of the entire PGA Show week was with the Stealth 2 and no practice swing or stretch at all. I managed to hit the ball up in the air, which was good, and didn't make a fool out of myself. Uh, we went to the Under Armour booth, got to try on their brand new footwear. Yep. Under Armour getting big in the footwear game. These are all the things that you learn at the PGA show that you just don't by consuming golf media or watching commercials or seeing advertisements. You actually get to see the latest and greatest and, and what's up next for these big brands, which is really cool. Indeed it is. Um, so let's talk about the, the other highlights we saw so far here. It is Thursday morning. There is still a day and a half left of the show. We'll yes. only be here through today, though. But what we saw on the show floor yesterday, I have to talk about golf carts because their golf cart game here is just on point from everyone, uh, but particularly Street Rod. Yeah, seriously. We went to Street Rod golf carts. Um, we've taken a look at some of the big brands as well. But the bottom line is that golf carts are souped up more than ever. Golf cart communities are on the rise in a lot of different sectors. Uh, of the country as well too. So it's really cool to see how creative some more luxury brands get with creating uh, very cool golf products as well. That's not something you and I are always privy to. We're not quite shopping in the luxury golf cart space. Mm -hmm. So for us to kind of get that look at the brand and kind of see everything that's on display, it's, it's been a very unique experience. I mean, I think if I was shopping for a golf cart, I would want uh, that SUV style cart that we saw at Street Rod full, full on ford bronco look to it just looks like you'd off-road in it just fine <laughs> yeah family of four off-roading doing whatever you want uh with your golf cart there was a lot of creativity on display there i want to shout out a, a few merch brands that yeah. we've seen already as well too we're going to be touring and checking out some women's golf brands as well too um, but really cool to check out brands like a ben sherman that's had a long experience overseas and is bringing their brand and their market to the u.s now that was cool to see 
Um, construct shirts have all sorts of really cool designs mm -hmm. from zany to classy and everything in between. Um, so it's really cool to see these young up and coming brands as well and brands that are established, but showcase themselves kind of in a new way to the, to the golf audience. It's like, again, you're just we're, we're privy to being first to seeing a lot of this, which is neat. Yeah, um, there also are a large amount of simulators set up throughout the show floor. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. From, I mean, the sim craze is here. We're getting used is. to it. Uh, and what I particularly liked is we went and visited um, VX Simulator yesterday. Golf and VX, yep. they had a simulator with a floor mat that had complete undulation to reproduce whatever lie you have on the actual course. We're not just talking like up and down one side or the other, but like make a canyon <laughs> so that your feet are up and your ball is up but it's downhill your feet are going downhill and the ball's going uphill it's just so it's hard to explain yeah <laughs> and we did that on a putting scale as well too with yeah. our friends at putt view who have amazing technology that's now being brought to golf courses around the world as well where you can actually move undulation and create true undulation feel break and slope and see the dynamics and the lines and the technology behind the slope of greens while you're practicing on your home green or at your simulator setup or at your practice setup. It's amazing how much you can see and learn about our crappy golf games. You know, where we can we can learn so much about my 195 yard slice. Uh, we can learn so much about my ability to three putt when it matters the most. And now we have stats to back it up as but well. Can, too. We, can we fix it? That's the question. I didn't say we could fix it. No, I never said that at any point here. I just said that we could learn a lot about it. That's all. Uh, there also are a lot of sunglass game going on here. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't wear sunglasses on the course because it they're usually a little heavier and they feel, I feel like I can't see as well. But a lot of them here, when you get one specifically made for the golf course, it changes the game. It does because all right, I'm a bit of a sunglass on the course skeptic. Yeah. And I've said that to who we've talked with here this week on the show floor. I, I've just I've never really grown super accustomed to it. Um, it's been a little bit of a weak spot for me, but I understand the actual benefits uh, of having that improved vision on the course. And when you actually put on a legit pair of like golfer approved golfer designed sunglasses and see the difference when you're looking down at a putt or looking down at a pro shot, it, it does make you realize that like, OK, Maybe I should embrace a little bit of this eyewear technology as my vision just fades into oblivion with, with every passing year here. Let me tell you, as someone who's been wearing glasses since I was in ooh, first grade. Yeah, you're a veteran. There it's uh, you're a veteran with glasses. It's it's a pain. It's a real pain in the butt to wear glasses every day. So um, if they can make sunglasses, let me see great and see the grain on the green. I'm, I might be all for it because then you're protecting your eyes out there on the course as well. Yeah. Again, you're hearing a lot about this on the course of life podcast right now, uh, but check out our YouTube channel, uh, course of life podcast on YouTube, because we're going to be posting a slew of YouTube videos and video content from the show floor, showcasing all these brands, actually talking with the reps from the companies and learning a bit more about their backstory, uh, which is what this is all about. This is all about making great connections for us at a golf brand level but also finding great content and interviewing different guests from, from around the world as well. Before we get to a very special guest, let's talk about some other cool people we did get to meet. Yes. From Pickleball, because Pickleball is mm. huge here at the PGA show. Right? Yeah. Uh, and and it's just it baffles me. And I finally got to we got to go over there and take a look at the Pickleball court. And you saw a kid serve and you said that was the fastest serve you have ever seen. There was some heat behind that serve. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've played my fair share of pickleball, not enough to call myself an expert by any means, but I can keep a solid rally going. And the uh, the pickleball uh, inflection into the golf community is like rapid right mm -hmm. now. It's growing exponentially. Um, we had an amazing interview with NBA legend and Hall of Famer Rick Barry. All the guy wanted to do was talk about pickleball. Yeah. That's it. The, the, the guy's gone up against Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain and he's won an NBA championship and MVPs over and over. All the guy wanted to do was talk about his pickle game, pickleball game, the growth of the sports and mm -hmm. the tournaments that he's playing in. That shows you how, how universal it's stretching. Also talked to LPGA legend Sherry Stoudhire who's also very into pickleball, and she shared that interesting story that pickleball brought her back to the game of golf after not playing for seven years. Yeah, that was kind of wild. <laughs> I, I didn't expect a, like a vet who's won several times in the LPGA to say something like that. But again, it's that lineage, lineage and the pairing between pickleball and golf. It's like very, very present here this week. In case you can't see it with your eyes, um, you'll see it through our content as well, too. We'll definitely showcase a little bit of the pickleball action in our videos. 
All right, let's uh, let's get to a very special guest that we have here on the PGA show floor. It is uh, PGA Hope Day as well here is, on yes. Thursday. Um, so, Alex, who, who are we bringing in? What we got here? Yeah. All right. So we got a Moline Court vet um, who proudly uh, represents the PGA Hope program, uh, which is an amazing liaison between our military, um, both current active service members and past duty as well to connecting them to the game of golf which we love we understand the value of golf and this man does as well too it's chris nowak joining us here on the course of life live from the pga show chris how you doing today hey, thanks for having me on yeah the show is always interesting it's it always is. interesting so tell me a little bit about your experience with the show how many times have you been here and what's this your background is, uh, well? six time coming here okay you're a vet uh, right. yeah so uh you know first coming not being from the golf industry and then coming to see this was like, all right, there's a lot. I mean, you really. This is, this is over as a first time. Yeah, this first is overwhelming. Time overwhelming. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I, I, then after that, you just strategic. All right, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. And that's pretty much, you know what I mean? Type, type of thing. <laughs> Very cool. Well, again, I want to start off by saying thank you for your service and your current service, what you're continuing to do. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, your background with golf now. How long has golf been in your life specifically? Um, golf has been in my life probably about. 10 about 12 years okay. um after uh i was uh ice hockey stand-up ice hockey uh played in the world championships over in russia wow as, as nice. an mbt uh played uh paralympic powerlifting um was on the team and whatnot after all my after after injuries and everything else and the age catching up with me um i went start started play more play golf you know not your four-man beer scramble getting banged up and you know doing shots and whatnot but you know just go out and and enjoy the game and i was playing around and it clicked with me that there's some this is therapeutic this is the most oh, yeah. therapeutic mm -hmm. i can do for myself you know playing hockey um i was not a fast skater but you know when you're on that sh shift for 52 seconds you were going to get hit people i was going to hit you i was going to hit you yeah. no idea how long that one minute shift yeah. is in hockey i yeah. never played but i have an idea how long yeah. it is. were you defense or forward where were we i was playing? a right wing forward yeah wow, okay. i wasn't All good right. enough to skate defense i couldn't get back <laughs> i couldn't get back fast enough but you know and it was that i mean it was aggressive yeah and i loved it and that's what the, you know that that was that was what i enjoyed about and then powerlifting another aggressive angry you know what i mean adrenaline filled and stuff like that and physically of course you know there's benefits but when I just really started to understand golf, started to play golf and soak it in is, is, is why I got involved in PGA Hope and was able to get that memorandum of understanding by the VA signed so that PGA is record as you know, modality and therapy for veterans with a safe environment they can go to. You That's know? an important thing to mention, yeah. yeah. So explain specifically what the PGA Hope program does for vets, active duty military as well, and how it all works. Sure, so so what we do is, you know, we're not looking to, you know, have people become PJ members. Um, what we're looking to do is, is teach veterans the game of golf as a therapeutic intervention. It's a six week program. Okay. So, and what we want to do, it's an hour to, to two hours, one night a week, schedule, whatever the process. It's not too up. intimidating. Right. What we're trying to do is get the veteran to use striking the golf ball as basically golf life is golf so when you're about to strike the golf ball you got to be singular focus you got to have a clear mind you can't be thinking about the trauma you've experienced the crap you're dealing with coming back dealing with all these different entities trying to figure out what you're going to do next but if you just swing and strike that golf ball you're going to get a positive result and it's immediate feedback to the veteran mm -hmm. so the therapy lies within that shot swing and thought process so you have, you know look at it a veteran goes out and plays 18 holes and let's say he shoots a 112. oh yeah we've all done that we've all done, that, done but, that but you know what that's 112 moments in time that that veteran's not reliving experiencing or dealing with trauma and that's what we're doing with the program mm -hmm. um we it's amazing i've seen some you know we got a couple guys that are you know scratch golfers that are now interested seeing what pga hope has done for them they're now in the process of becoming members. They're like, oh, I wow. want to be, I want to give back. This is going to be my That's why. That's the full circle, mm -hmm. right, full there. circle right there. That's awesome. Yeah. I love yeah. the way you say moments in time because, you know, um, the average golfer, you know, tries to lock in for just a couple of seconds. And that's really all it takes in this amazing game that we all mm -hmm. love. And you're you describing how valuable those couple seconds are 
taking a vet or active duty service member away from everything else and that singular focus, just allowing them to have that patience of mind in that moment, very important and therapeutic, like yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, and it's amazing to to hear the stories about how it's impacted their life elsewhere, uh, relationship-wise, employment-wise. You must wise. come across uh, how so, many hundreds and do- yeah. dozens and hundreds of thousands yeah. of events. Yeah. yeah. We're going to put 17,000 veterans through programs this wow. year. Wow, 17,000, Jesus. That's, don't forget, that's not a one-time touch. Here you come, strike a golf ball, have a good day at the range. That's six visits. That's six weeks that mm-hmm. they're dedicating and the PJ professionals dedicating. We're going to do 17,000 like that this year. Uh, we got 500 programs across the country. Um, and it's, you know, we're in every state now. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, to see where it started and see it now is just phenomenal. Very Excellent. cool. Again, it's Chris Nowak. We're here at the PGA Show on Course of Life, honoring PGA Hope Day as well, too, and this program, PGA Hope. You do a great job as an ambassador, and I want to get your perspective. You know, you see and you're part of these success stories when you're actually at the events, uh, events like the Secretary's Cup, and you're gathering. What, what does that do for you when you actually physically see the, the change and the difference you made? It, it's, you know, two different, two, let me give you two different scenarios to help see where this is coming from. So one and everything that we and I think what's made hope so successful, obviously the PJ brand in the golf, that's always going to help, you know, but I think everything we do has therapeutic value and has a therapeutic base behind the thought process. So with the Secretary's Cup, uh, we're looking for we have an application process for some wild card bids, like five teams. Nice. Get wild card bids. You know, we have we have a criteria you have to host the PGA championship. Like you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So but we have five wild card bids. And what we want to do is how are those how is those four veterans gonna be impacted by this trip? Is it like the first time they've traveled since coming back being deployed? Oh yeah. Is it that. you yeah. know? Um, they've been getting together every Saturday as a group of four and volunteering at the range. Not just, we're not looking for your best, this is our best foursome. They won the scramble or, you know, lower our handicaps. We're looking through the th- therapeutic value of what bringing that veteran on that. Is it something that the veteran set as a life goal for the year, a year goal type of stuff? Mm. Those are the things that we look at in the application process. But also, the therapeutic value comes into what we do at the first tee. You know, I've when I first started the Secretary's Cup with PGA, um, they wanted to do a shotgun start, like normal, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, no, this is this is what, just trust me on this. So what we do is we announce before the veteran tees off, we give him a little walk-up music of his choice. Kind like of that. Calm nice. him down a little bit. Try I appreciate and spice, that. Spice I think there should be more walk-up rap, music rap, in golf rap, in general. Rap, so right. like that. You know, get a little spicy there. Um, we have him announce, you know, the veteran's name, branch of service and the section that he's representing pj section now there are sometimes and i know when we had it in carolina there were close to a hundred spectators around that first tee watching it so you think about just us on a saturday morning yeah and we got three groups behind us and we're trying to get our first tee ball off so think about as a veteran whatever you know whatever you're dealing with you got to block out. You can't think about them. You can't listen to them. You got to be calm, calm yourself. So it gives them a safe environment to learn that life skill, calming themselves down, understanding it's just, you know what I mean? And getting that thought process. So there's the therapeutic value in that. And it's, you know, it's really, really something to see that. Um, I think like seeing a light switch go on with veterans in the program, I would say, you know, a lot of them are, you know, when they graduate and things like that. But from a, from a national perspective, and what, what I see now is when we bring our veterans who are going to be Hope Ambassadors after that week at Congressional. Mm, no, we okay. have the Health and Wellness Week at Congressional. We spend half the day health, i.e. yoga, mental health. Um, we also teach them public speaking. We teach them social media. So when they go back to their section, they then represent their section similar to how I do represent PJ on a national level. So there's an application process for it. Uh, we, you know, we look at their social media. And, you know, have they been a jack wagon on social media? You know, there's some stuff that we may not want 
representing for lack of the brand. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. and, oh, we've all done it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> I got a couple of accounts out there. I'm glad they can't trace. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, you know, it's, so we teach them all that. And then the other half is spending golf. About day two, when I'm watching them get off the bus at Congressional and they're pulling in the Congressional, they see Congressional Country Club. They see a practice range better than the greens they're putting on. So pure. You know what I mean? And and so so when they get that, you know, they've earned it. So the therapeutic value in that is, you know, you know, did the veteran just go through the six week program? You never saw him again, but you like him, you have beers with him, your nom name? Or did the veteran go through was he was the first one there offering to help? Last one to pick, you know, leave picking up. You know, has he asked you if he could help doing other things? Have you you know, those are the things we're looking for for that program. People who understand the greater good and why. Mm, very well put, Chris. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um, what the training aspect is like. There's lots of PGA professionals here at the PGA right. show, but I want you to under- make our audience understand what it's like training the PGA pros to teach adaptive golf and, and how that works, because that's a whole different animal. We featured adaptive golfers on the podcast right. before, and that community is growing rapidly in yeah. recent years. It, but explain what that training process sure. is like, because it's a it's a sure. careful thing to do. Sure, you know, um, part of our memory of understanding with the Department of Veterans Affairs is that the only people, the only pros that will be interacting with veterans are PJ professionals within good standing and been to a specialized training. And this is kind of what we're gonna wanna talk about. With the PJ Hope program, the training is consists of one day. Um, it's not even a full day. You get you get lunch, you get credits, whatever the education credits that you need, and things like that. So you know, if you just need some credits, you want to pick them up, do it, man. It's you know, it's 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 a decent class. So we spend a fair amount of that class talking about veteran culture. You know, why veterans may say things to each other and not to other people. You know, when you hear veterans, you know, goofing around and arguing, that's just, you know, how they communicate. Just because it's a different world. You know, you have the golf world, which look at this. You know what I mean? And you have the military. You know, people come from the military, so they're different backgrounds. So we spend time explaining that to the PJ professional saying, hey, look, you know, you're going to run into some different cats. That's we, context everyone needs. Though. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So then we talk a lot about PTSD, you know. And, and my example for that is I know some some pros, when they teach, maybe hands-on and stuff like that, trying to get someone's shoulders rotated or see their grip. And, I, you know, you don't want to do that to a veteran that's suffering from PTSD. You don't know what that veteran – and I'm not saying – Just I, the, you know, the right, act of approaching right, too right, hard. Right, right. That's, like that. that's yeah. right. And, I, and I'm not, you know, running the, you know, running up the flagpole that, you know, all that. Just something you should be cognizant of. Absolutely. Yeah. Something that you should understand. Um, then the other half is adaptive golf, teaching them adaptive golf. And I think – What's important to understand about this with PGA Hope, the percentage you're not going to get. Let's say you do a Hope program and you got 10 veterans. I guarantee you, A, I'll bet anything in the world, A, you're not going to get 10 gimps there. Just not going to happen. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to get an amputee like myself. You're not going to have 10. If you have one, I'd be surprised. The vast majority of our veterans we are you treat seeing now through this program are veterans who suffer from PTSD. Okay. And that's just communication. Yep. That's all that is. So I hope, you know, I don't want the PJ, and that's kind of what we're talking with the pros about this two days while they're here and whatnot is, you know, some of them may have the stigma. Oh shit. You know, we're going to see, you know, 10 no acts on you. Well, first of all, we, the world don't, the world's not ready for that. <laughs> you know, yeah, We're going to see, you know, arm amputee we're going to see a leg amputee we're going to see someone who's blind we're going to see someone in a wheelchair oh my god what am i going to do what am i going to do the reality is that's not what's happening yeah just be ready for everything yeah exactly and and with with that idea of like changing the perception for them and helping them with that i i think a lot of with golf how it makes you focus because you just hit a bad shot and you need to go and hit the next shot how much does that play in you talk about the swing but how much does that play in if you just hit something bad you need to go hit something good into their recovery right that's exactly it's life like we were saying before you know and that's what we focus on is getting them to understand you're going to have bad days you're going to have bad golf shots but you can't be thinking about those and that's what we're seeing with the golf and that therapeutic value is them recognizing not carrying stuff over not carrying bad experiences not carrying bad days you know and with golf what's so great about it is you get that immediate feedback mm-hmm. i mean it's boom all right you know what yeah i wasn't thinking art a you know brought my you know brought my head up just 
was thinking about this and when you just need to be pure. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, it's also been some good and some bad. Um, we have veterans now who aren't too happy now. Yelling, they yell at me because their wives are drive, dragging the flea markets and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, if you can go play, you know, you know, I don't like being around people. I don't want to go out, you know. All of a sudden you're playing golf three days a week, you know, and you're sitting there hanging out at the clubhouse having a few beers afterwards. You're going to get your ass going to get dragged to a flea market you don't want to go to. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I no. guarantee it. Amen to just being out on a nice, quiet golf course by yourself. Though. Right. There's not much better in the world. Right. I love that. Chris Nowak here um, joining us. It's PJ Hope Day. He's part of the PGA Hope program. Uh, so people who are interested in learning more, supporting the PGA Hope program, how, how can they actually reach out? Website, uh, pjhope.com. You know, it's 2024. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, it's pretty easy. You know, it's, it doesn't awesome. take much. And you'll, you'll see it, you know. Has the PGA branding and all that other stuff. It's not, you know, this is PGA of America's military foundation program. We are the military foundation program. Very PGA. cool. Uh, let's get to some fun, quick shot questions yeah. here with Chris. You had a really cool experience with a tour pro that I wanted to touch on. You had the opportunity to caddy for PGA Tour champion Jim Herman in a practice round. Uh, where was that, and what was the what was the sequence behind that? It was Baltusrol. Oh wow. Okay, that's a doozy of a course too. August. Yep. Stifling hot and humid. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, so uh, perfect for caddies, basically. Perfect for caddies. So uh, <laughs> Jim knew uh, Scott Kimmick, who was the Reach original Reach Foundation director, um, and I was up there, and uh, we ended up going out having a conversation that night with uh, some of Jim's people, and they're like, you know, let's put Noak on the bag. So. I mean, bag wasn't heavy, but I mean, it's heavy. Did it's, he make it light on you? No, 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 no. So we're doing this one hole, and you know how, especially at practice round, there's multiple people with the player, you know. Oh, yeah, it's, the team. The team, yeah, yeah, the team. So I'm looking there, and I'm watching this clown start putting drinks in Jim's bag that I'm about to hump. And I'm like, yo, I got to carry that. Carry him yourself. It was like... <laughs> Adding some bricks into your bag. Yeah, I'm watching him like, like for, you know, obviously if it's for Jim, that's my job, you know what I mean, for the day. But not to carry his friend's water around. Just I was like, yo, there'll be more at the next stop. Trust me. You know? <laughs> that's great. So I'm curious. I have a background in I used to volunteer at golf tournaments when I was a kid. So I had the opportunity to like be the sign boy, like do the walking scoring and right. actually see the players up close inside the ropes. Tell me about the difference in that experience between just being a spectator versus being actually right there next to the swing and watching a tour pro play around. It kind of makes hard to watch golf hard again. Yeah. After having that, you know, and it's. Uh, well, it, what did he do that's particularly stuck out to you? What what looks most professional? He's yeah. so calm, uh, genuine, so soft spoken, but when he spoke, you listen. Mm. You know, just yeah. a just a true true gentleman. Uh, so passionate about the sport um, and, and just was just calm, you know, just had a normal conversation. Nope, oh, gets ready, strikes the ball, boom, pick it up. Yeah. And I think watching his rhythm and calmness is something that is my takeaway from uh, yeah. besides being hot and, you know, tired after that. Yeah, but my take, my takeaway was, you know, calmness again. Mm-hmm. Just bring, to bring, bring that to PGA. Bring it, bring it to PGA. Yeah, it was, it was just amazing just to see somebody at that level. Yeah, it's a practice round. Baltimore was crowded on the practice rounds. There's a lot of people there and just super, super calm. Very cool. Um, uh, in terms of the PGA show here, you're a veteran of the show, um, but I'm curious what's taking your eye or what have you noticed? Is there a cool find or anything neat that you saw at the show this week? Golf carts. Right. Exactly. I was listening to you guys talking. I was like, <laughs> I wandered over there and, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I just ordered a golf cart. Um, I moved to a golf community in Oh, Florida. well, yeah, what's your setup? Where are you? Yeah, you're in yeah, a golf community yeah, in Florida? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm in Lady Lake now. So you're in, a, you're in a cart community. I'm in a cart community. Okay. I mean, this has been my life goal. <laughs> this has been my life goal, you know what I mean? I want to live where I can drive a golf cart, play golf, yep. to go eat, go grab some beers, go to a pool, and if I need you know, a hoagie, I can go to Wawa and grab myself a hoagie. There it is, That's shout out to Wawa. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and I check, well, I'm a PA guy. Yep. Delaware County, Delco. Yep. <laughs> so that, that was my list and I accomplished it. I closed on my house last two. I've been in my new, been there four days. Oh, uh, congrats. congrats. Like- yeah, I've been there four days. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad, but now when I walk in the clubhouse, there's a Miller Lite waiting for me. So I guess after four days, I kind of realized, all right, this guy's not going anywhere. Might as, well, might as well make him feel at home. Nice. Awesome. All right. You got to half of our last question here, which is our 19th hole question. So when you finish a round of the course and you get into the clubhouse, 
what's your meal and drink of order? Is it a Miller Lite for the beer or something Miller else? Miller Lite. Okay. I mean, I am Miller Lite bottle. Um, I will maybe have a cheeseburger, okay. but that will affect how many Miller Lights I'm trying to finish. True, it's a balance you, there. You got to go and you know, mm-hmm. you got to have a plan. You know, I mean, you got to pick a number and you got to set yourself a goal. You know, like, all right, good round. I think I'm going to have like eight today before I head home. Mm, yep. You know, you want to make sure you hit that eight. <laughs> a burger could affect that eight. You know what I mean? Start teetering yeah. about that six level and then you're like, oh. Especially if we're going double patty, yeah, onions, yeah, pickles, yeah, tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to be careful I, here. And let's be honest, I, I'm not as thin as I may appear. <laughs> I'm surprised, though, that you're a PA guy and you're not drinking Yingling. Oh, no, I can't. Uh. Great, great brewery, though. Great story to go visit. You know what I mean? But yeah, I have a Miller Lite, true and blue. All yeah. right. Love it. Awesome. It's Chris Nowak here representing the PGA Hope program at the PGA Show. Thanks again for connecting with us. Really appreciate hearing about everything that you're doing for the veteran active service community and, and continue it on and keep it going and look forward to seeing you here at future shows as well. Thanks, likewise. Thanks for what you guys are doing to give me this opportunity. Course of Life podcast is brought to you by our friends at Live Take. Live Take is the app on your phone that lets you chime in in the world of sports debates with your own hot take as well as your own live takes that you can do with a friend or enemy and let everyone then listen in and decide who's right and who's wrong. It's something Alex and I have been doing for months now, and we love it every week, those five minutes when we get to go head-to-head and let random people on the internet that we've never met decide whose opinion in the world of sports is actually the right one. Live Take is available in your app store right now. Go on over there and download it today. Find us on Live Take, COL Podcast Michael and COL Podcast Alex. Challenge us, drop your own hot take that you have, and let the internet decide. Live Take, let your take be heard. Course of Life podcast is brought to you by Zencaster. We've been using Zencaster here since almost the very beginning as how Alex and I record this podcast from hundreds of miles away. And it provides us with great quality audio that works every time. And it's something that makes Course of Life what it is and has kept us being able to make consistent episodes every week. And now it's super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. You log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. You record studio quality sound and up to 4K video with your guests. You feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And have you ever wondered what you actually sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness and levels while reducing background noise with the click of a button. Head on over to Zencaster.com pricing and use our promo code COURSEOFLIFE to get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. We want you to have the same easy experiences we do for all of your podcasting and content needs. Again, that's Zencaster.com slash pricing and our promo code course of life. Zencaster, it's time to share your story. All right, that was Chris Nowak here on our PGA show live broadcast from Orlando, Florida here. Alex and Michael with the Course of Life podcast. And um, just quick thought and takeaway on hearing about PGA Hope. It's PGA Hope Day here at the show yeah. and what that program actually does and just the overall benefit of it as well. I mean, it's just incredible. We talk about how great the game of golf is for, the, for, for everyone and how approachable it is and how when you're on that course it is it is your singular focus it is a way to disconnect from everything um and a way to really be able to just think about 
yourself in the game so that we can apply that to veterans and help them in their in their recovery and 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 everything they need um it just makes perfect sense to me it's just a great combination yeah again follow pga hope on instagram let's get to a few other topics currently in the golf world here our podcast audience listening seeing what's up in the world and i know that you wanted to touch on, yeah. on a big logo news, uh, we, we're we're uh, we're enshrouded in logos as we talk right we now. Are. We couldn't we're, be more heavily branded so, at this moment. So right? I think what's hilarious is where we currently are on the floor. So we got uh, Strixon <laughs> and Cleveland Golf. We have the to world our of right. golf equipment right we in front of us. We have Callaway and their smoke coming up from their smoke line mm, yes. coming up to the left. But straight ahead of us, we're staring at a Bridgestone uh, photo of Tiger Woods and the old Tiger Woods Nike logo on his hat. He's literally staring at us right now. Mm, that logo, yes. as we know, is done. He's done with Nike. And we now know his new Sunday Red. SDR. SDR. And his, I'm sorry, horrible logo. Oh, you're not a fan. I am not a fan of this logo. Oh, wow. It's just. Interesting. Okay. I mean, so when you think of golf logos and player logos, you think of the Golden Bear. You think of the umbrella for Arnold Palmer. You even think of Greg Norman's shark. Yeah. Um, Greg Norman's shark, pretty iconic. Um, Arnold Palmer's umbrella. Yeah. Bay Hill. Yep. Golden Bear a little bit too. Iconic logos in the game of golf fashion. Yeah. The Tiger Woods drawn tiger with the SDR in a very basic aerial font around it just seems like it was designed in Microsoft Paint. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I'm I not super in love with it. I know he's going to hit the trademark hard. Don't worry, he'll sell out in the first oh, day. Oh, I know though. you're going to buy it as soon as it's available, Alex. I, mean, I probably, know you are. <laughs> but, or if you know they're looking to get it out to certain people, I'd love to try on some product and showcase it to the world. But I think they're going to ask everybody to pay full price if yeah. I know Tiger well. It's going to be $150 for a hat. Yes, it will be $150 <laughs> for a hat. That, that's actually a one thing that's gone a little bit viral is the, uh, the hat prices. We saw the $95 hat crazy go viral on uh, Twitter this week crazy I don't, I don't, I'm much positive that's a PGA show brand but regardless that was uh, interesting to see uh, what else we got going on uh, let's let's talk about green fees coming up this year because we've seen oh, yes. the price of golf go up and and we talk a lot on the podcast about the accessibility of the game and how we recognize it is not super accessible because you need to buy clubs you need to buy balls and tees you need to have a bag and then you need a schedule time on the course and then you need to pay the price to get on the course and then you need to have those two to four hours available five to six on a weekend to go play on a course i've actually gotten a little bit rebellious with my golf rounds in the last 12 to 18 months to kind of fight this i'm trying to fight the change individually all by myself I'm sure there's some other people out there who maybe have gravitated a little bit more towards the Muni courses that they hadn't considered or those Twilight Greens fees that are in the $30 to $50 range because those are rare birds these days in mm-hmm. a lot of golf destination cities. If you're not, if you're in any sort of urban or suburban community, you are often paying upwards of $75 to $100 for an average 18-hole round at a good to great course. Yeah. And the great ones are, are surely costing three digits. Yeah. Um, Viral round figures for Pebble Beach at six, seven hundred dollars. Sawgrass at nine hundred dollars. We're making the waves here in recent months, and that is something that, I, like I mentioned, I've noticed myself actively going out and finding these cheaper gems, trying to a save the dollar, but really just get the most out of the golf experience. See if I can't get three fifty dollars rounds in instead of one hundred fifty dollars yeah. rounds. Yeah, and and so with that, I, I, I want to ask though, we we know that golf is growing, the sport is growing. Um, Top golf is growing like crazy as well. Yes, alternate golf concepts. I'm all sorry. Rage. Top golf is getting expensive. I'm sorry. It is. It's like what forty dollars yeah, for an hour? Yeah, it can. I be. can go yeah. play four hours on a course for eighty. That's why. <laughs> and you look at the alternate things that we're seeing on the PGA show brands like uh, Flight Scope and these at-home mini sims yep. and these yardage calculators that give you as much data as possible while doing it from the comfort of your home or your home setup. These are things that are starting to get popularized. We saw that boom um, during the beginning of the pandemic. And now that we're out from that, people are still embracing it because the idea of bringing that to your home and just keeping that at a $0 round or a $0 practice session over and over again, that's appealing to a lot of people who are going to play golf for the rest yep. of their lives. Yep, so definitely. Very interesting topic. 
Uh, let's uh, let's talk about something else associated with the PGA of America. That's the PGA Club Professional Championship. Of mm, course, you yes. were there last year in New Mexico. It, you at, saw the trophies. We as did well, too. We saw the trophies for both the uh, the the PGA pros for the, the Wanamaker, the trophy. one the Wanamaker that will yep. be at Valhalla mm-hmm. this year, and we saw the uh, the Crystal Cup as well. It's yep. given to the club pros. The Club Professional Championship is going to be in Frisco, Texas. Yes, several hour drive for you because Texas is such a huge state. Yeah, three, um, three and a half, I think. Come on, but there. not that bad. Um, and and you're you are planning a trip to go there again this oh, year. Oh yeah, absolutely. We talked to the team at Visit Frisco this week, and um, we've got former guests on our podcast and JJ Colleen from For the People, yep. Chris French. Both of them qualified for the PGA Championship last year at Oak Hill. Chris French almost made the cut himself. He's about eight nine holes away from making it. Uh, so we'll be sure to follow their journey. And this is at. That brand new Omni yep. PGA Resort. I don't know who out there has been to the property yet or seen it. I've just seen photos, a little bit of video clips, but from what I hear, it looks like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, it, if if it's like the other TPC courses and then an Omni on top of that, it's going to be, it, you just know it's gorgeous. Yeah, two 18-hole courses, uh, the 10-hole lit pitch and putt area, day or night play. Uh, the gigantic putting course, which we just learned about this week as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw there's there's like suites where you can literally hit off the back patio of your hotel suite. Nice. Like there's a range mat nice. where you literally hit golf balls love it. out of your suite. We're, we're officially reaching peak golf hotel stay with it. a resort like that. That's amazing. That's how it should be. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, the Club Pro Championship, the PGA Professional National Championship headed there in late April. Um, as for the networking we've done this week, that's definitely something we're adding to the content schedule. So look out for that rollout, the run up to the PGA Championship. That's at Valhalla this year in Louisville, Kentucky, another epic venue. Uh, we famously had the Tiger Woods Bob May duel back in the day, mm-hmm. way back in the day there. Um, I forget what year that was in the late 90s, but um, an epic moment at Valhalla. We're looking to surely have another one there. So, again, being at the PGA Merchandise Show here, giving me all the feels for the official PGA Championship run-up season here this spring. Yep. Uh, with that, too, of course, it's the end of January, so the year is kicking off. Let's talk about other other golf destinations that we think. There's a lot of travel here at the show. We, of course, yes. met with our friends at uh, Tourism Ireland. Interview coming soon there as well, uh, too. Yep. We were there last year. They had us out in such great style for a full week on the uh, southeast part of the island there, playing Royal Dublin, K-Club, Ros Lair, uh, and the European Club, of course. You're rocking their polo right now. Um, and um, met with them. I mean, if you had to pick one place to go visit this year, um, between anything out there in the world, yeah. some other country to go visit. Mm, like, what's next, huh? What? Where would you want to go next? Well, after we get ourselves back to Ireland, shout out our friends Definitely. at Tourism Ireland. Um, let's see. Well, the things that are on our radar is I'd love to see if I could get out to the Olympic Games in Paris. Mm. That's one of those Olympic cities where I feel like it's feasible to travel to. A lot of times there's an Olympic destination where it's not super feasible for us to get out there. But Paris is one of those markets where it is an actually achievable trip from logistics so, perspective. So I'm going to interject so when we're talking about travel, though, in Paris and the Olympics. They just dropped the the, the look for the golf teams. Mm, yeah, what did that. you think of the threat? Team US, I mean, very modern. Shout out Jay Linderberg for going mm-hmm. super 2024 and ultra modern with the look. Um, just, you know, mixes of checkers and squares. Um, affluent touches of red and blue but overall pretty clean cut very fashion forward i would say okay for for, for the olympics uh looking forward to seeing who makes the team how many we get for team usa if we got pads podcast there podcast guests there all the more incentive for us to take a trip or a destination like that other places on the radar oh geez man any of those dp world tour uh destinations sign me up man that's my favorite thing to watch these days yeah Yep, that's right. We, we interviewed an LPGA player this week who's going to be playing over in the L.E.T. Um, she's going to be at the Kenya Open where there's literally just giraffes and yep. zebras walking across the golf course property while they play. That's not an exaggeration. No, it's not. They're literally walking across the golf course property. How, how does that work as a before. hazard if if a, if, a, if a giraffe picks up your ball? How do you play? How is that? How do you play that? What's the what's the local rule there? That reminds me of like the classic video of the 17th at Sawgrass where the bird came and picked up the yes. ball from the island green and <laughs> flew off and dropped it in the water. 
someone can report back and, and tell me what actually happened to that in oh, the right, end. Right. But I'm sure it's a similar ruling, so we'll get the official uh, the official out for that. Uh, but that'll be a fun watch too uh, in a few weeks. So again, all, all these are all examples of the great people that we've networked with on the show floor, and a lot more interview and conversation coming from a, a variety of guests coming in, in the future weeks here. All right, before we transition away, let's just remind everyone how you connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram at COL Podcast. You're at Course of Life, Alex. I'm at MWRINC. We're on Threads as well. X, formerly known as Twitter, you're there, Course of Life 1. Oh, yeah. Of course, we're on YouTube. We'll be having videos from this week posting for the next number of weeks, most likely. So you can check out all the things we saw there and some of the cool brands we saw. And uh, if you're not following the podcast and listening to us weekly, uh, make sure you subscribe on any podcast app you use. We are literally everywhere. Apple, uh, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. And uh, then we also have our food content that we talk about a lot. We'll finish with it in a little bit. Always end with food on Instagram. You can see pictures of food and things we're eating uh, whenever we're traveling as well. So trying you can to go see viral stuff like again, that. right? Aren't you? I, I mean, I'm trying to go. I, I, virality for me now, after hitting 1.5 million views on Ooh, a video on Instagram, 1.5 million views is just incredible. And no feeling in the world will ever match it. If I ever have a child, it will not match the feeling of being viral on Instagram. Mm, well put. Those numbers, man. It's a powerful drug, isn't it? Amazing it is. stuff. <laughs> now, we are at the PGA show, but we do talk about things other than golf on this podcast. So let's talk about football because there was some big football oh, okay, news that yep. dropped just last night while we were having dinner. Jim Harbaugh is backing out the door with his middle fingers extended from Michigan and going to the Chargers where he played as a player. Oh, yes, that's right. Briefly, so he's yeah. going to the Chargers over under three years in the NFL for Jim Harbaugh. Mm, yeah, that's kind of the line these days. That's the line of demarcation for NFL coaches. This was interesting to see drop last week. I mean, very interesting to see him just up and leave yeah. you know, days after winning that national championship. He was on the hot seat for so long there in Ann Arbor, and then he removed himself from it in the last three months, and then he's up and gone. It just shows you the state of coaching. Got don't trust any of these program guys at their word. They're liable to go anywhere for the next bigger paycheck. I mean, I mean, my question is, if you're the Michigan athletic director, are you like really happy with for him? Or are you so pissed off at him that like the bridges have been burned and you'll never want to see his face again in Michigan? I don't know. I think it's I think it's like a hashtag. Thank you, Jim thing. I think they're just politely saying thank you. Deep down in the subconscious, they probably are a little burnt. And they're a little salty over this quick, abrupt departure. But again, with, with that natty just sitting right there in, in the not-so-distant past, it's it's too hard to be very upset at him. You, can, you It's just it's the state of the economy and in, yep. in, in coaching in football these days. So. And, of course, now this means that the Harbaugh brothers will meet next season oh, when okay. the Ravens and the Chargers call, play. Yes, they early, will. early prediction, how many points will the Ravens win by? <laughs> um, Ravens minus... Seven and a half in that game. I've already set the line for an wow. NFL game. It's nine or ten months away, and um, I like Jim to cover, but okay. lose by six. Well, cool. There's the <laughs> earliest bet advice you could ever get for the NFL next season. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NFL, let, let's just talk real quick about this weekend's championship games: Lions at 49ers. Uh, how depressed will I be after this game? Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting storyline here. Will the, is the underdog in the Super Bowl as we talk now, or is it just a little bit more of the same? Yeah, you seem you you're, you're an underdog guy, so you seem yeah. to be on that Lions bandwagon. Hopefully, that comes through. Are, are we finding out if I'm going to Las Vegas as that's, we hear this right now? That's the question Am about I the AFC sitting game. Next to Taylor yeah. Swift, you won't be. I'm, I'm not. No, you might be going to the game, but you're not going to be sitting next to Taylor you don't Swift. Know that. The Chiefs. Uh, you pointed this out the other day. Six straight. AFC championships not too shabby games this, for the I'm Chiefs little are the, of, yeah. the Chiefs are the new New England Patriots aren't oh, they God. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady that's a thing that's out there right now that could really be out there big time in about two and a half weeks as well um, if he gets number three and gets halfway to Brady's Patriots mark Brady had seven but I'm, I'm only counting six for me selfishly so, yeah, it's got those shades right now, um, regardless, Super Bowl season's upon us. It is indeed. Uh, so we'll see what happens, and we'll talk about it on the podcast. Um, let's hashtag always end with food. Yeah, let's do it. Let's wrap up. It's our food content to wrap up every Course of Life podcast. 
here at the PGA show. And uh, food-wise, this is always an interesting setup. Admittedly, it's pretty vanilla bland convention food, so I really can't comment too much on what we've consumed here on the show floor. Um, but you, you did, you, you kind of twisted my arm a little bit to get a little touristy on this trip. Yeah. But, but I'm glad you did in the end. I mean, we were looking at what to do for dinner Tuesday night, and you had never been to Disney Springs. No, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not an anti-Disney guy. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a shrug on Disney. I'm just like, all right, I mean, take you, it or leave it. You live far away. I only live four hours away. So yeah, a trip okay. to Disney is not that hard for me to do, other than the exorbitant cost of going to Disney World. Right, yes, you've diatribed that it, very it is accurately. Over for two people, three <laughs> nights, two days of tickets, not a park hopper. It's all easy over $1,200. And this is like, that. that's crazy to me because now I think about how many families I know and friends of mine with two, three kids Fam- that are about to make this trip. Families of four for like four or five days in Disney on site. You're talking easy $5,000. No, no. Easy. Gosh, God, that's killer to hear. Okay, so we didn't do that. We didn't, I, we didn't go to the parks. We went, we went to Disney Springs. Yes. It, is a, it is a mall. It is a outdoor mall, shopping area, it's restaurants. Fancy. But it's Disney. You can, you cannot find a large piece of trash or anything out of place if you try. It's we did find a kernel of popcorn. Yeah, one kernel. That, that was, was it. it. That was all I saw the entire walk from our car to the restaurant. Really cool. Yeah, outdoor shopping mall. It's got the Disney theme, the vibe, the Coke store, the world of Disney. It's got all your little trinkets and chockies and touristy items. Of course, I picked up a few at the Coke store. And then we made our way to like a very kind of glitzy American Californian style restaurant as well. Too. Yeah, very I nice thought bit. that was that was not bad. It was Disney Springs pricing, but I thought the food food was fine. Yeah, I did fish tacos, which went pretty well. What'd you get? Some sort of chicken sandwich or something like that? Uh, I did get a chicken sandwich. I don't even remember. That's I guess it, it wasn't, wasn't memorable, super but memorable, but okay. that also may be because of the whirlwind of activity we've had here at the PGA show. Yeah, nothing else outside of this matters anymore. Yeah, again, Instagram at col podcast at course of life. Alex is myself, and he's at mwrinc. We posted a bunch starting from demo day Tuesday all the way through Wednesday and Thursday. By the time you hear this, I'm gonna have a real recapping my week. I'm gonna do a quick little video for our YouTube, but Mike's gonna put something together much more thorough. We've got a few concepts brewing from everything that we've shot. I mean, we saw probably upwards of 30, 40 brands and met specifically with their reps and got some really cool audio and video content. So that's all coming down here in the pipeline. I'm looking forward to sharing that with the audience as well. That is indeed. It'll it'll be great to see everything and kind of revisit these couple days in the coming weeks through all the interviews that we've been able to do and the video we've been able to shoot. So again, thanks to everyone who connected with us at the PGA show. Be sure to follow us, Course of Life, on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and find us on socials as well. For Michael, I'm Alex. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.